Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing very well indeed, yeah. Enjoying just probably the last bit of summer. (laughs) Uh, There's a bit of rain here. Nice otherwise. The dark winter sets in. Yeah, I've noticed that the evenings are drawing in really rapidly now. It's probably much sunnier in Edinburgh in the evenings, or lighter anyway. Yeah, yeah, we do. We we end up with a little bit longer sunlight, I think, up up this far north. (laughs) Frozen wastes of Scotland. (laughs) So what are we talking about this week, Frank? Today, as uh, the episode title gives away, is another one of our Visions of Futures Past episodes. And for new listeners of the podcast, or even old listeners of the podcast who've not worked that out, that is an episode where we announce a new card that we've been sent by FFG. So we have a card. In fact, we've got two cards to announce from the upcoming Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. I think that's what it's called. The yeah, title. I think so. Yeah. I was going to say player expansion, but it's not for players. It's for investigators. So yeah, we've got two new cards really? to announce. I'm really it excited. Players. It is for players, but it's... As all expansions yeah. are, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like every Mythos pack is a player expansion, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, I derailed you there. I'm quite an exciting quite moment, right. Frank. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm excited. Just, I, 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 I couldn't let it stand. I just couldn't let it stand. But you see my confusion, right? It's it is a player expansion, but I'm pretty sure it's not called Edge of the Earth player expansion. No, I think it's called Investigator expansion. Maybe we just need to add in brackets. For players. <laughs> After every expansion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a given. Campaign expansion so, yeah. for players. Yeah. The Innsmouth Conspiracy for players. <laughs> um, cool. We could be here for a while going through the wall. We could. <laughs> oh, yeah. we need. To, that's the other thing. We do need to work our way through everyone, making it clear that we've understood that they're for players of the game. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Enough stalling. This is really exciting to have uh, cards to announce again. And yeah, it's just really cool. And I think the work we've been doing or the podcast episode we've been doing on esoteric devices and diving deeply into cards has set us up in good stead for maybe diving deeply into these as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. It's a pair of interesting cards, I think. Yeah, it is. And I'm going to dive in and read one. The first one is a Guardian skill card. It's level one, one XP. It's called Defensive Stance. Practiced and expert traded. Frank, you've missed out a a crucial aspect of a skill card there. Has no cost. No, it has... How many icons has it got? Oh, yeah, it has no icons. It has no icons? (laughs) Scooched past. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I missed it out because that bit's blank. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, it's practiced and expert traded. While defensive stance is in your hand, or committed to a skill test, it gains combat icons equal to your agility, and agility icons equal to your combat. You slide your feet into position, take a deep breath, and centre yourself. They are many, but you are one. Art's got what looks like Lily fighting off some shades. Yeah. Some, like, uh, unknown, unidentifiable enemies. She's just in the zone as well. Absolutely, it's yeah. Really great 
contrast art, I suppose, with the Guardian colour scheme. Like Most of the art is bluish, like Guardian, but then she's in her red dress, so she looks like popping out of the, the image. Yeah, no, it's a great bit of art, actually. I really, really like it. Uh, I'll read out the other card as well, for reasons that will become obvious when I read it out. Uh, we have a another skill card, a Seeker skill card, called Survey the Area, and it is also 1 XP. Practiced and expert traits also has no icons. <laughs> I was just about to interrupt you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Not letting you get in there. Uh, while Survey the Area is in your hand or committed to a skill test, it gains intellect icons equal to your agility and agility icons equal to your intellect. They won't believe you if you don't capture it on film. Hell, they probably still won't believe you. So this works in... Oh, and actually the art, again, beautiful bit of art. It's like a, it, it's a similar kind of uh, stylized, kind of sketchy art as mm. Defensive Stance, although it is a different artist. Uh, and I think we, we were debating who we thought it might be um, in the art here. Yeah. So there's a man taking, with a camera, Sylvania, taking yeah. a photograph. Yeah. Is, is it even a camera? It well, is. No, I, it's got with sort of viewfinder as well. On well, it. I, I assumed it was some kind of like a, what do they call it? Like a theodolite. And I thought he had one of those sort of, um, they call pace sticks. But I think the thing in his right hand is a button for the theodolite. Yeah. On a cable. And in the background, there is a man carrying a lot of baggage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's maybe not, I first thought, could it be Daryl? taking a photograph, but I don't think it is. He's almost a, a Leo Anderson-style character. No, or a Monterey Jack, potentially. Yeah, with his gang around him. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, these these two cards have a lot in common, right? They're both yes. 1 XP skill cards, no icons. They both have yeah. practiced and expert traits. And they both essentially add the number... that they, they take a pair of stats and add icons equal to the other stat um, and they, right. they both pick agility as well which is interesting so they both pair a stat with agility yeah we're sort of well my assumption is that we're going to see more cards like this across the factions and we'll see more of a stat spread but that could be a completely wrong assumption it could be that all of these practiced expert 1xp skills will all do something with agility Potentially, yeah, <laughs> we could have a willpower one as well. I, I do quite like the th- before we get on to the mechanics of these. I do quite like the theming, especially on survey the area. This mm. idea that taking a second to understand the lay of the land both lets you, if if you're able to get to a good vantage point using your agility, you're able to better find clues, mm. or if you're able to think about the the terrain you're in use your intellect, you're then better able to evade enemies in that terrain. I think so yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a neat bit of theming on this. I like yeah, it. and I think it works the same with defensive stance as well. It's like if you're on your toes, you're balanced in your body, you're able to hit harder. But also if you're feeling robust with your physicality, you're able to dodge more quickly. It's sort of bring those two things into line, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I want to jump into the mechanics slightly because there is something interesting going on here with how these cards work when you commit them. Because my understanding of committing cards is you can only commit cards with matching icons to a skill test. And matching icons are the test you're taking or wild icons. 
Mm-hmm. So if I was about to take a combat test and I had perception in my hand, I can't commit perception because it doesn't have matching icons. Even though it has icons and I might want to draw a card from it, it doesn't have icons that match. What's important here for these cards is that it says while they're in your hand, they gain the icons or when they commit them to the test. Because obviously if it didn't say while it was in your hand it had the icons, you wouldn't be able to commit them because they would be blank. And the one comparable card we have is Take Heart, that Take Heart says it can be committed to any kind of test Mm. because it doesn't have any icons. So you need a way of actually being able to commit it. You can't just throw cards with the wrong icons or with no icons into tests for no reason. So I I think the wording is is quite important there. Now... from what I remember, just to add to what you said, Frank, mm. I'm sure there's a rule which says that only matching skill icons improve the this, this stat, the skill for your stat as well, there for the That's test. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. as I was pondering this card, I wondered what would happen if you committed it to a lockpick test. Yeah. But, oh, remind me, does lockpicks test intellect and then adds your agility? That's right. Yeah. So this card only, it would. <laughs> You'd basically add your agility twice to the test. So yeah. you'd add your agility with the lockpicks, then you'd add your agility with this. You wouldn't also get the your intellect icons added to your agility to bump <laughs> up your agility. <laughs> yeah, I like that you've gone to the most complicated straight away. But yeah, and if I if I commit, I can remember this because I think lockpicks is a really good example of it. If I commit an elusive, which has an intellect and an agility icon, yeah. To a lockpick test, only... I only get the intellect icon. Exactly, from yeah, it. yeah. In uh, Union and Disillusion, it, it can play havoc with that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be doing yeah. a whole separate episode <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> On which locations in Union and Disillusion and which cards you should be teching. Yes, yeah. So, importantly, though, as well, if there's a situation where you need to discard cards from hand with a certain number of icons on them, while these two cards are in your hand, they do have those icons. Yeah, yeah, that's Which nice. is useful. So like the Essex situation of when you enter this location, discard, discard two combat icons or take damage. If you have defensive stance in your hand, you can still do it there. So they, it's not just when you commit them that they gain those icons. Yeah. But I can't think of a situation where these cards would leave your hand and then you'd want them to do something. But I suppose something like Yowtl uh, yeah. looks at the icons in the top card of your discard pile. So these would be blank for that. But yeah. I feel like that's a somewhat edge case. Yeah. And the other one we mentioned uh, as when we were first looking at this, and in fact it was the investigator that we both first jumped to, was Amanda. Yeah. Because Amanda says you have to commit the card if able which is is a wording that catches if you can't commit a card to a test, you don't commit it. Yes. And this doesn't retain the icons. Well, I mean, theoretically, does it retain the icons when it's underneath Amanda? Mm. Yeah. So they're both practiced level one, which means you can take both of them, but they might not be good choices to slot underneath her. Just for full clarity, I've actually written to Maxine and just asked that that could be... 100% 100% confirmed, but we're pretty sure that that's the case. Because survey the area, that means you're adding plus two to your intellect because of your agility and plus two to your agility because of your intellect. So you said to me in chat when we were looking at this card before, it's almost like 
a perception combined with a manual dexterity. You're not getting the card draw from either card, but you're getting the flexibility of sort of putting both of them underneath her. Yeah, yeah. Except we're not sure if those icons work. Yeah. So, I mean, you could still just use it in uh, in Amanda and then commit it from your hand. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's the, I guess, that, is that the rules gump out the way? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, so are, are they any good? Is the next question. <laughs> yeah. So I think we need to divide them and look at them each separately, because I think your point about the theme of Survey the Area also illustrates a difference in how you might use the card mm-hmm. compared with Defensive Stance. I must admit, Survey the Area is the one I've, I've thought about more. And straight away, this this struck me as it's it's a it's almost like an evade. Uh, it's it's a beefy evade card in most seekers that could mm. also be used to help smash an intellect test if you needed it to. Yes. Let's pick a seeker out of the air. Let's look at Daisy, who mm. has two agility and five intellect. So mm. either stat she would test seven with this card. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to remember <laughs> what it boosts your stat to, because bo- it's the same for both stats, it boosts, right? Yeah. So if Daisy is, say, at a five-shroud location, uh, or a four- or a five-shroud location, and you need to make sure you get a you, you, you know, you get a clue of that location, this can go mm. into that test, right? Gives you a little plus two, yeah. Which is nice. It's nice. That's but nice. it gives you a plus five, which takes her agility to a level where you can actually successfully evade an enemy yeah and it's just a little like it's a, it's a card which is useful in its base state but also useful as a bit of a panic button to get yeah. rid of an enemy or pass a treachery now i think there's potentially a comparison with uh, mind over matter yes yeah i was gonna go there but it does offer some so mind over matter you can only use during your turn Mm-hmm. It's only for the duration of a turn, so you couldn't commit it to a treachery. It costs money, um, obviously, and it's it doesn't actually boost your agility as high as this card does. No, no. So yeah, minor matter zero. Technically, you could use it for a treachery because it reads until the end of the round. So if somehow you were drawing a treachery in your turn, uh, but you yeah, have I to play so. it during your turn. But yeah, you you just use your intellect in place of combat and agility. And I would say that Mind Over Matter most commonly is used as that panic button. Oh crap, I've just drawn an enemy off the top of the encounter deck. There's no one that can deal with it. Ah, I know. I'll use my intellect to evade it instead of my piddling agility. Mm -hmm. And maybe uh, the thing I like about Mind Over Matter is if you somehow fail the first test, you've you've got it for the rest of the turn. Mm -hmm. So you're paying one for sort of the backup. I think it's a really good comparable with Survey the Area because Survey the Area is doing a similar thing, but it's taking your stat higher, but obviously it's just a single test. And when I you mentioned Daisy, and then I, I thought across, you know, what do we think of with Seekers generally in terms of their stats? It's normally high intellect and low physical stats. Mm-hmm. So you've got like Harvey, five intellect, two agility. Min, four intellect, two agility. Mandy, five intellect, three agility. You know, this the, the pattern is pretty well established that that this card is basically going to have lots of agility icons and then a few intellect icons yeah yeah and actually when i start thinking about how many icons end up on the side of the card 
based on my investigator, that starts to guide me towards what I'm more likely to want to use the card for. Mm. You know, it's that example you gave, do you want to smash a high shroud or do you want to evade an enemy? This is a plus four or five to an evade, but only a plus two or three to an investigate. Yeah. But then, but, 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 plus two to an investigate is still fine, I think. Yeah. Like, it's, I, yeah, it's still fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when I got to thinking about this more, it was almost like, I think I still run like a perception and then potentially upgrade a perception to a perception level two over, over this. But mm. if I'm playing a seeker and I have manual dexterity in my deck, for instance, just as a, mm-hmm. as, a as an emergency evade card, this could go in instead. It could even maybe go in instead of something like an unexpected courage. Mm. Um, although obviously that's nice to, to keep in your pocket for willpower tests, depending on the campaign. This could occupy that slot as well, right? So what's coming up for me as you're saying that is that idea that this might not take the place of some of your bread and butter, this helps me get clues cards. Yeah. You know, whether that's a Eureka or a Perception or definitely a Deduction. But you might have other cards in your deck that are your panic buttony cards like a manual dexterity. And actually being able to add an ability to manual dexterity that says, and this also helps you get clues if you don't need me, yeah. I think is really enticing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think you can even look at, say, in um, Trish or um, Monterey Jack. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who doesn't know, Monterey Jack has got four intellect and five agility. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, in either of those investigators, this this seems pretty good and could be used to commit to another player's tests. Yes. So if you need to give an ally plus five intellect, uh, sorry, plus four intellect or plus five or plus four agility, mm. uh, yeah, this, this is where you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. One thing I imagine people will offer as a counter to just running manual dexterity or the perception is that this doesn't replace itself. No, And I think what I've noticed when I'm building decks recently is I'm looking at maybe a few different ways to draw cards in my deck so that if I then upgrade out of some of those options, I've still got draw in my deck. So like, I'm glad you mentioned Trish because I've been running Lucky Cigarette Cage in Trish. And you can run loads more draw in Trish because he's Seeker and Rogue. Mm-hmm. But realising actually I can ease off on some of the draw as the Lucky Cigarette Case does everything I need it to. I mean, there'll still be players who say more draw is always better, but I think I like as well that you might you might accept that you're getting your draw elsewhere to get the flexibility with discard of the two different stat boosts. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's did, sort of where I'd go to. This is why I was saying I don't think I'd take it over like a perception or an upgraded perception, but I might take it over something like an unexpected courage or over a mind over matter. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Just running through the list of who else can take it. Lola can take it. Of course. Roland can take it, but he's oh, really? just plus three or uh, plus two. And Tony Morgan can take it, but I think we're going to talk about him for defensive stance because he's <laughs> yeah. intellect three and agility two. Luke can take it. I mean, it's a weird Luke card. And yeah, I think you've mentioned the main one, Trish. I think for me, it's definitely... Mainly falling into main class seeker, especially one XP because of the stat. Lower player counts as well. Like just a a cheeky, a cheeky couple of these in like a solo seeker. 
mm. just to be like, well, I need to evade an enemy this turn. I think it's that the thing that I and I, I message you saying this. I think one of those hallmarks of a, of a good card is that it's good in a couple of situations, and I think this probably mm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it gives you a lot of like flex for the deck slots, which I think is is a really really good thing to have. Yeah. And it's in a faction where we've just seen ancestral knowledge and guided by the unseen as yeah. well. And we have so practice, maybe people practice makes perfect. And practice makes perfect. Yeah, yeah. Get two uses out of it. Wow. Does practice makes perfect work for this? Because survey the area is not. Oh, that's a good question. Isn't it? <laughs> Here we go. We What's missed the this wording area? on practice make perfect. Wow. Committed to the skill test if able. Yeah. Well, there we go. That that has the same problem as uh, as Patrice does, as Amanda does. So Amanda does, yeah. <laughs> Patrice, <laughs> Patrice makes perfect in my head. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, okay. Well, that that that's that's an open question then. Uh, but it'd be a real shame if this doesn't work with practice makes perfect, wouldn't it? Because the order is, you you see the card and you're not able to commit it because it's not in your yeah, hand and it's not yeah, committed exactly, to yeah. the test. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty. Um, it's pretty crystal pretty clear. clear. What it could do with saying on it is this card may be committed to intellect or agility tests. Yeah. Because it, it, it probably works a bit counter to how you'd intuitively want to use it. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe that is it's deliberately like this to avoid it being abused, and I use that word somewhat cautiously, by <laughs> practice makes perfect or Amanda. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Sure, there's much worse things she could be doing with her time. Though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if that's the worst of the abuse we're doing, all right. Okay, well, let's take some of the points we've just made about survey the area and see if they apply to defensive stance, because to me, the difference between combat and intellect is quite meaningful. And I, I suppose <laughs> as we talk about it, we'll we'll see just take. how meaningful it is. Oh, yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Meaningful, but different. <laughs> But also vague. I'm not going to say meaningful in what way. I'm going to leave that for the listener to decide. So I'm going to go back and do what we did sort of towards the end of Surveyor Air and say who can take this. Yeah. So all of our main class guardians, so Mark, Zoe, Roland, Sister Mary, Nathaniel Cho, Tommy, Leo can take it. Lola can take it. Carolyn can take it. And then we've got Joe, Diana, Skids, William Yorick can take it. Tony can take it. And I think... That's it. Oh, and Amanda can take it. What strikes me about both these cards is that there's a fun kind of uh, self-balancing here in that it's... And I'm trying to frame my words right here. <laughs> Sometimes you see with a card like this, it, it's either good in someone who has mismatched stats or has equal stats, mm. but not both. But actually, these cards kind of work in both the situations slightly differently. Mm-hmm. So if we just nip back to survey the area, like Daisy can either get, well, she, she can get like a good intellect, mm-hmm. uh, like a, like a, sorry, no, like a, a middling intellect boost or a really good agility boost, mm-hmm. which is an interesting card. But then Ursula can get a decent boost to either intellect or agility. Yeah. I'm really glad you mentioned Ursula because we didn't mention her. No. And, yeah, she's obviously a great fit as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, your point being if your stats are uneven It has it has a value. It has a value, Probably but it's weighted sort of slanted to that weaker stat. Yes. And 
if your stats are more even, uh, he can't take it, but say if Silas could take it, who else has got... What's what's someone who can take this who has high agility and high combat? Yeah, Mark or Lily. Yeah. Are, are Lily, people. yeah, of course, yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a more consistent boost in those two, so it's probably more useful um, or more broadly useful than those investigators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to go to the slanty stance, Leo has four combat, so he gets plus four agility. Yep. But he only has one agility, so this is only a plus one combat for him. Yeah. Which seems not <laughs> very good at all. And obviously, if you've built up your combat with a beat cop or with other sort of, you know, the what's it called? Ace of Swords, you're maybe giving yourself a huge uh, agility boost, but not really much of a combat boost. It's kind of funny. It's, it's, it's funny to imagine, right? So, so it sort of implies Leo is very good at using his his sturdiness to to avoid, avoid being hit right yeah but very bad it uses his agility to try and land blows which yeah. exactly fits <laughs> what you imagine of leo just like he's, arms crossed nope he's yeah he's tucking his chin into his chest and yeah. just <laughs> taking the hits in the in the face yeah yeah for me i went more to what you just said of the the mark or the lily now lily has these four disciplines each of which give her a static boost. So you could have chosen to start with combat five or with agility four. And at that point, this is a a plus five, plus three, or a plus four, plus four, if you follow my meaning, Mm -hmm. and starts to be a pretty strong card there for just the raw boost it's giving you. And I, I started to then think about daring and comparing this to daring, because daring is three wild icons. Mm hmm. You can only commit it to attack or evades. They get, the enemy gains retaliate and alert, and you get to draw a card. The way that defensive stance can be better than daring is if you can get more than a plus three, and you miss out on the card draw, but you also miss out on the retaliate and alert. Yeah. If you're only getting a plus three boost to your fight or evade, maybe you would have done better to have just put daring in your deck. But I would say there's probably very few of those people who can take this that don't have... Oh, God, let me try and work out this sentence. They don't have at least three in one of those two stats. Yeah. So usually someone would have at least one stat that was four or five out of agility or combat. Even Sister Mary, who's a three in agility and a three in combat. She's got at, at, least, daring. Yeah, yeah. at least three, yeah. So, so here's a question then. What's it useful for? Like, well, yeah, the, so the, Survey the Area jumps out at me as, as being a good agility card that could also pitch into an intellect test if you don't need to evade any enemies. Mm, this mm. is, it's like all in on enemy. I mean, da- I, I don't deny that Daring's a good card, for instance. Mm. Um, I like Daring a lot. Do you think this fills a similar sort of role in someone's deck? I think so. And I'm slightly concerned that people wouldn't want to spend an XP to lose the card draw of daring, which takes me back to that earlier point about how are you drawing cards in your deck. The example you gave about running perception and manual dexterity in a seeker, I find if I'm running a main class guardian, I'm far less likely to be running manual dexterity in my decks. I'll be running overpower and take the initiative, daring, these sort of very focused combat cards. And I've not been looking for a flex card that helps me evade and that I also might chuck into a combat test. I would just mention as well, sorry, Nathaniel and to- um, Tony, they're 5-2, mm-hmm. 
for combat agility. So they're the closest analog we have to the daisy situation mm-hmm. where they can do a really big evade if they need to or a steady plus two for combat if they wanted, which is, I mean, if you just want to make sure that all your hits are landing, having the plus two is good. I suppose we've seen some enemies that are worth evading. You know, think about alert, not alert, think about vengeance enemies in the Forgotten Age, think about swarms in the Dream Eaters. Yeah. Where sometimes an evade can be useful. But yeah, what are you using it for? That's a long-winded way of saying I'm finding it harder to justify. Because I feel like you just straight up icon. The stat boosts for combat feel a lot more important Mm -hmm. um, when you're building a deck in one of the investigators who might like this card. Mm -hmm. So using a weapon, for instance. But then again, that leaves you open for having this as, as an evade card. I don't know, maybe it's just another one of those cards that's just generally useful. We could could take the place of a card like Overpower. Mm. Although, I'm, do you yeah. want to lose that? Do you want to lose that um, that card draw? Yeah, yeah, that's just it, isn't it? It shows to me the difference between the factions, mm-hmm. and that with Survey the Area, you can say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll sacrifice the card draw on a manual dexterity because I've got the draw in other places." And in Guardian, it feels that mu- that little bit more precious. Yeah. And be saying, no, my skills are really important for slimming my deck, helping me land all my fights. <laughs> I wonder if player count matters here as well, that this becomes more useful in solo, where you might not, you're playing a solo guardian, and sometimes you might have spent the last ammo on a gun or whatever it is, and you think, oh, another enemy, I can punch my way through this, but if I could just evade this and move on, we're good. Yeah. And then you're committing this for a nice, normally plus four. And hoping to evade and move on. And in that way, it, it does do what its name says. It's it's behaving very defensively for you of like, okay, I'll just, I'll edge my way out of this situation and then I'll carry on with the scenario. A curious card. Yeah, it, it is a curious card. I think that they're both interesting. And, and with these things, it's always easy to, to view them all. Uh, and of course, we're guilty of this, but view them all like as, as a homogenous, homogenous lump right mm. and apply the same logic to every single one in the lump yes um, but it's 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 worth i think it was definitely worth breaking these down and taking them on one at a time so i think they are kind of significantly different i do think looking at survey the area and defensive stance they both seem like they would be nice in the edge of the earth investigators mm. so uh, I can definitely see taking Sphere the Area in Monterey Jack and yeah. taking Defensive Stance in um, in Lily. Because yeah. they're kind of quite core boosts that are a low level in their respective factions Yeah, to give them access to them. Yeah, yeah. Does that, does that, make, one does that e- make sense? Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think so. And the 1 XP is worth noting as well because the pro of it being a 1 XP is... You might have a spare XP and you just slot it in. Mm-hmm. The con is that it might fall by the wayside because you don't put it in your zero XP deck, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fight to justify spending the XP on on slotting it in. Yeah. If we compare this card to... Do you remember the Circle Undone suite of cards? Uh, cunning and Able-Bodied. Yes. That all gained icons based on a different condition to do with defection. Yeah. I saw those cards really, you know, sneak into level zero decks because 
it was a decent enough skill boost. You know, cunning giving you intellect and agility in rogue was like, yeah, this is great. And then they get upgraded out of. And it does make such a big difference, doesn't it, that once you slap one XP on it, you're asking players to consciously commit to taking the card. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to saying, well, I'll put it in and try, which might be another point. Yeah, I, I, I do get these you. Two. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, the, the flip side is just, just to summarize what I was trying to say, just as you were talking, mm. I was thinking about this. Um, yeah, if, at least. If Lily wants to take Daring, that's using up one of her quite limited uh, yes. level zero slots. But this being one XP uh, doesn't. You can take as many as she wants. Um, and potentially feels quite a similar role to, to Daring. Yeah, teaser for a future episode we'd like to do. On uh, yeah, what absolutely. do you what do you use put it in those five off class slots or, or you know five level zero slots for the new morphing investigators? And yeah, what one of the things we've talked about when we talked about Norman was you want those cards to be impactful level zero cards that you're probably not upgrading out of. And yeah. I don't know, does Daring make the grade? Maybe. We haven't played as Lily yet, we'd have to see. We also saw in a card fan a survivor 1xp skill strength in numbers which is innate and synergy traded and has a wild icon and it says it gains a wild icon for each different class among cards you control we talked at the start of this episode of are these going to be a suite of cards these practiced expert stat combiners and i wondered if strength in numbers was the survivor one but there's so much that's different here the trait uh, the traits rather, the fact it has an icon that I'm wondering if maybe that's not the case. I don't know what you think about other factions getting cards like these two. I was going to say it might be fun to speculate what, what mm. other pairs of cards and and like you, I think you hinted at earlier are we going to see uh, three cards which pair each of your stats to your agility? So we'll mm-hmm. see like a, maybe a mystic one that pairs your willpower and your agility. Yeah. Um, maybe like Quick, no, not quick thinking. Um, I don't know, mental agility, something like that. Yeah, fleet thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or are we going to see three other cards that pair dif- different sets of stats? And we've, it's just mm-hmm. coincidence we've had the buff agility. So maybe like rogue is, I don't know, like intellect and combat or something like that. Yeah, a slippery character kind of thing. Or is is it going to be just these two? And then we see some totally different ones. Maybe the mystic one is the really weird one and it lets you add willpower to your other stats. Mm-hmm. So it gains combat, agility and intellect icons equal to your willpower. That would be really cool. Yeah, I really like the sound of that. Yeah. I like, I particularly like it if it adds willpower to all your other stats. But not it willpower. Means it's, it do, yeah, it doesn't do that what we talked about of like you can put this into doing your core proficiency put it into your combat test or put it into your intellect test it would yeah. be this card only serves all of your other stats yeah it's like which it's would like be a, like a s- small boost to empower self <laughs> yeah it would be it's like a one-shot mind's eye yeah yeah for for anything yeah you know when you're stuck at that oh my goodness i need to use intellect to do this thing the base of the hill conundrum all over again if if rogue were to get combat and intellect so the very offensive stats that would mean survivor could get willpower agility which is the defensive stats Mm -hmm. which matches what they get on dig deep as well yeah Yeah. and you know historically those are their sort of stats they're good at resisting the mythos which would be 
it would be kind of fascinating for them to have adding willpower to agility because there are some relatively high willpower survivors, aren't there? Patrice, Wendy, slot yeah. the willpower in to help them run away. I guess that's overcoming your fear, isn't it? To Yeah. We just don't have quite enough data points to put this all together. No. If we had one no, more... No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we could fill it out, yeah. 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 They really have the opportunity with this new release format to bring out cards in these suites, and they don't have to justify the space in an individual Mythos pack. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, yeah. if you brought these five out in a Mythos pack, that's probably half of your player cards for that pack. And sometimes people are like, oh, okay, it's just all five do the same thing. But when you bring it out in a in a big box, as they're doing, you can say, oh, okay, I've got five cards that do this, that's cool. I've got, you know, maybe we'll see more synergy cards like Strength in Numbers across the factions as another little suite of cards. What did Maxine call them? Families. Yes, I've always called them cycles in other card yeah. games, but that's uh, a, a more confusing term, <laughs> seeing mm-hmm. as we have cycles of that. That's what the kind of cycles are called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not individual cycles. Yeah, it is like a suite, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Or a... So yeah, so that is defensive stance and survey the area. Any final thoughts, Peter, or should we? round this out uh, I, I'm happy to round this out the one thing I want to do is, is make a spreadsheet with everyone's stats in and then figure out who gets the highest combined stats in each of the mm-hmm. each of the pairs mm-hmm. so like Monterey takes takes himself up to nine in both yeah is he the highest mm, just Probably. wins yeah. yeah next is Mandy I think who's 5-3 so she goes up to eight. Uh, eight there's a few people who go up to eight for the various ones I'm sure yeah and so Mark like Trish for survey the area Mm -hmm. yeah and then lily can go up to nine if your first two choices are the the two physical stat disciplines so if you get the plus one combat in your basic deck and then when you get 15 xp you get the plus one agility what about if you're playing skids with uh delilah or rook yeah nine as well to nine yeah that's nice anyway sorry (laughs) but yes i'll work on a spreadsheet frank okay that's all i've got to add (laughs) yeah great well we hope you've enjoyed this episode as ever you can let us know what you think of these cards as well we're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com we're drawn to the flame on facebook twitter designed by humans if you want any drawn to the flame merchandise and patreon you can become a patron of the cast and support us for what we do peter how can people get in touch with you I am Unitled everywhere. That's U-N-I-T-L-E-D. I'm on Discord and Reddit and Twitter and a bunch of places. So yeah, please say hello. How about you, Frank? I'm F-B on Twitter. That's E-P-H underscore B-E-E. I'm F-E-B on Instagram. And then I'm around the place as Zooey Glass or Zozo. Likewise, say hello. Thanks Brilliant. for listening. Thank you for listening. Brandon Hawkes was a great reader of bizarre material, and had talked a good deal of Poe. I was interested myself because of the Antarctic scene of Poe's only long story, the disturbing and enigmatical Arthur Gordon Pym. Popular imagination, I judge, responded actively to our wireless bulletins of Jan van Steenkist's Start Northwestward 
into regions never trodden by human foot or penetrated by human imagination. Thank you.